I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Masturbation's the gateway to samurai possession. <laughs> In case you didn't know that. Because <laughs> I just dis- discovered it. Because there's, there's this wonderful <laughs> documentary that we're covering called Bloodbeat. It's all about the dangers what? of masturbation and samurai possession. And deer skinning, and apparently. And deer skinning. <laughs> and uh, a lot of like rainbow-colored caftans. I like that. Mm, I'm mm-hmm, I'm into mm-hmm. it. I sub I support it. And uh, <laughs> this movie's a bucket of crazy. I don't even know where to start with this. There one. <laughs> is a lot here. Full disclosure to listeners: I have not seen this before. I had not seen this before. This uh, this was Chris' recommend recommendation. Um, I went in with some trepidation, just based on what I'd read about this film, about yeah, on Google and everything else. Um, it was a little more straightforward than actually what I expected it to be. It, uh, I, you could, there is actually a little bit of a plot here. There are definitely some dropped plot threads that are just kind of <laughs> introduced and then you never find out anything about, but, uh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I like the, the characters actually, even though you don't learn too much, you learn at least a little bit about each one of them, yeah. which is saying something that's more than, um, certain movies that we've uh, talked about. AKA the craft legacy. <laughs> AKA the craft legacy. <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul. What else is new in the world today? Uh, Freaky new? just came out. You saw that, didn't you? I did yep. see it. Yeah, it's really yep. cute. I enjoyed it. So I say check it out. It's uh, If yeah. you like the Happy Death Day movies or the Final Girls, I think you'll enjoy it. It's 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 a very fun, bouncy, good time. Yeah, I really like Christopher Landon. Yeah, um, yeah. I do too. And it's it's rated R, right? They, mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. committed more to that. There so is some hardcore... Sense gore in this cool there's uh there's cool. one scene involving a uh a shop class buzz saw that is pretty grotesque and it made me laugh because it was just so ri- ridiculous <laughs> and uh y'all will know what i'm talking about once you once you once you see it it's uh it's pr- pretty fun nice otherwise the world is just turning turning and turning yeah, yeah we're uh 2021 is in sight but we'll see the world uh, goes round and round and, and round and round and round and around and around <laughs> oh and that was our musical break it's our Candorneb musical review thank you for coming <laughs> purchase your ticket at eventbrite.com for a full concert <laughs> come on babe why don't you buy those town. tickets <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Oh, uh, theaters. <laughs> oh, remember that. That's big news. Uh, Warner Brothers decided to release their entire 2021 calendar to HBO Max. So we're not going to see know, Warner Brothers. You know, I got thoughts flicks. about this. Yeah? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to think about this. I don't um, either. I really don't. It, it seems like a, a logical move for 2021. But mm-hmm. I, what I think people are worried about is 2022 exactly. and beyond. Yeah. Like, if this becomes really successful, there's no reason they wouldn't, you know, continue mm-hmm. this model unless the studios just, like, totally, uh, I mean, the uh, theaters somehow just totally boycott them or something, yeah. you know? I don't I don't know. It just seems like a brave new world we're entering yeah. where 
I don't think theaters are ever going to fully go away, but I think the, no. the indie theaters are pretty much dead in the water at this point. And I hate to say that, but like, uh, it seems like it's just going to be one of those things where the corporate ones survive and maybe a couple of like the really well-known indie ones that can find a niche. But um, yeah, I don't it's, know. I don't know. It's tricky. A part of me hopes that maybe it, it, it'll be kind of like Hollywood was in the late 60s and early 70s where the yeah. studio system kind of imploded and... And they just couldn't really put out the same stuff anymore. Like big musicals weren't really profitable and they didn't know what to do. So they had to turn to like the indie folks. And that's why the 70s was a brave new world as well. Because you had these sort Mm -hmm. of unknown whippersnappers who were putting out all of the movies. And the the world of film kind of changed and it became more indie Dominated, and that's why we had so many great, smart, thoughtful films then. And if something like that were to happen, I wouldn't be mad because I'm getting kind of sick of all the superhero stuff. You know, I don't, I don't want that so much anymore. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. It seems to be kind of comes and goes a little bit with mm-hmm. where you get a, like a rise of the the indie movement because the same thing kind of happened in the 90s yeah. but then the studios kind of realized oh let's just buy up all these indie movies yeah. and like put them out ourselves basically Miramax but at least we were still get- we're- yeah Miramax at least we were still getting them so yeah. that's something exactly um, it- that's the thing like the theaters were already uh, not really producing great art even yeah. before you know all this it was just like you said it was just a lot like the top 10 movies of last year go look at it folks it's literally mm-hmm. like all Disney sequels yeah. and uh, superhero <laughs> movies it's like, fucking that's, depressing like, it's it's like and it's all Disney. Disney owns yeah. everything. It's 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 insane. I think they did like eight of the top ten grossing films of last year. It's, God it's, damn. Uh, I just. Oh. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe um something interesting will become this. I know Netflix has occasionally been like maybe we'll open a movie theater, which I don't know if they can do. But I, I know there was some Supreme Court case about that back mm. in the day about like studios being able That's to right, make their yeah. own movie theaters. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, so let's segue to our topic of the week here. Ooh, topic of the ba, week. Ba, 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 ba. Topic of the week. Spin um. that wheel, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, um, I have to get the wheel ready. Get so. your wheel ready, <laughs> Kevin. Oh, yeah. Spinning that wheel. Barbecue sauce. I'm at the wheel. Okay. <clears throat> Let me okay. blow up all those cobwebs. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. All right, here we go. Achoo. <clears throat> mm. So, continuing on with our theme from last week, the wheel would like us to talk about some favorite male performances in horror. They do not exist. Uh, are there any? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, there are many. There are many. I actually did. I've been thinking about it, you know. It's just yep. been in the yep. ether, and uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, of course, you'd have to start with you know, like Anthony Perkins and all the Psycho films and Crimes of Passion, of Edge of Sanity, of all all those great little movies. Mm-hmm. Psycho three, of course. Oh yeah, yeah one of my favorites. Um, all the Psychos, yes. I love the um, Psychos. Yeah, I love me a Psycho in real life and in <laughs> movies. Uh, <laughs> Don't we all? They're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're so entertaining. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Bruce Campbell, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Evil Dead. Scream King, ex- um, extraordinaire. Has just really built a whole franchise sort of around himself. Just, yeah, uh, he re- it's fasc- really has. Yeah. And that's been for yeah. 40 years now. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Like, he's probably like the male Jamie Lee Curtis in that sense. 
and I, the, yeah, that's you know, a good, it yeah. just, or like Sigourney yeah. Weaver, you know, because I guess that was around the same time too. I think and, you mean uh, Gina Davis. Gina okay. Davis. Gina <laughs> Davis. Oh, speaking of of her, um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, I thought was he's wonderful mm-hmm. in that. Vincent Price, duh. Uh, Everything oh yeah, of that course. He's done is Everything, of course, of yeah. course. Uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. <gasps> Don't look now. Don't Body look snatchers. Now. Uh, oh, yeah. he's so good in that. I've always thought he was, yeah. he was very sexy in a strange way. I don't know why. It's just my he's thing. a fascinating, yeah, person. Um, I don't like him in the Buffy movie because he ad libs apparently the entire script, oh. and apparently he was awful to work with. But oh, every other thing I've seen him in, he's great. So oh, diva. Um, um, oh, Oliver Reed in Burnt Offerings. I sure. really love his yeah. performance in the last scene because he just goes for broke and he just like breaks the fuck down. And a lot of guys are scared to go there. And the fact that he was like such a like a big, strong, masculine guy and he was not afraid mm-hmm. to go there on screen, yeah. I think really says a, a lot. I think that's a really great performance. That's kind of the thing here um mm-hmm. you know we can sit here and say like as queer people i think we're more drawn to like female performances but i think that's also because we get more layered yeah. female performances than we do male performances typically because yeah. it's a representation to some degree of real life like mm-hmm. men are told to you know hide their emotions and not show emotions yeah so obviously when you're writing characters like that it's not gonna oh be yeah that entertaining i don't know it's interesting i don't know i i mean i've had to direct actors in horror scenes and it's sure. it's really bizarre how a lot of them are too scared to go there like they're like oh yeah, i'm supposed yeah. to scream here and it's like but i right. don't think my char- character would do that i mean i think he would just kind of like uh go oh no and run i'm like oh well you're fucking mm-hmm. fired go away and it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like what the, you're in a horror movie you're supposed to be scared like yeah. why are you scared to go there it's a fascinating yeah and it, it seems to kind of vary between career to career so this is mm-hmm. a big topic but like you know um because you look at someone like Hillary Clinton, who, you know, obviously when she ran for president or any sort of you know, female in a, a position of power, you yeah. see this sort of sense of, oh, I have to act kind of masculine yeah. in order and I can't show emotion. Mm-hmm. But then you look at like actresses yeah. and it's like they can like do the whole you know range of emotion. Right. I guess it's because uh, men don't find them as um, intimidating because they're not like in control of anything. But, Maybe. you know, it's it, they're not controlling their lives type thing. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it is a weird thing with that where it's like. On the acting side of things, it's like women don't get – I mean, women are able to, you know, do essentially whatever they want. But mm-hmm. then you get to, like, in politics and stuff, it's like – it's just a weird thing. in like, business yeah. CEOs and stuff, it's – I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that, but it's, it's a weird – Oh, no, I, I totally yeah, um, understand that. You know, I, I think yeah. it, it seems like it's common knowledge to sort of turn off your – emotions if you're going to be successful you you have to have less empathy you have to be tougher and sort of colder and i've never really understood that it always kind of seems weird like why would you want to govern things like that you know like why would you not care about the people um which is what it kind of seems like you need to do if you want to be successful you know you have to just be turn everything off and just kind of forget the right. forget the fact that you're a human and i think that's so weird right. i just don't understand it's a, that it's a strange strange thing i don't yeah. get it um but yeah that's all to say that that's why sometimes it's hard thinking of some really great male performances um yeah. a lot of the male performances tend to be very like bravado and mm-hmm. like i'm gonna rush in and save the day or yeah. really great villains um, yes a lot of those on my list yeah 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 because they're kind of 
some of them are kind of queer coded and mm-hmm. interesting and um like Tony Todd, Candyman. That's a great I was going to say to- Tony. Oh, yeah. just that voice, yeah, too. Perfect. Helen. Perfect. I'm like, ah. Oh. A n- sort of yeah. newer one, I would say Alex Wolf in Hereditary, because mm-hmm. he is not mm-hmm. afraid to show emotion. And I love that. He looks terrified. Yeah. He breaks down and cries. He's a freaking mess. I love it. So yeah. thank you, yeah, Alex Wolf, for actually going there. Yes. More of that. Also, uh, Daniel. Kazuya in Get Out. Just about to say that. Yes, that. yes. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. again, he goes through the entire wonderful. range and it isn't scared to do it. And I'm like, thank you. Right. Thank you for just... Yeah. Like, I don't want to say being brave because you're an actor. What you're supposed to do is show every <laughs> right. range of emotions. But it seems like, yeah. you know, they're told not to do that because it's going to make him look like a sissy or not strong enough. But he got an Osc- yeah. Oscar nom, motherfucker. So, haha. Yeah, so we're starting to see, hopefully, this is becoming a trend if we're getting some layered male performances where they're so. able to emote, hopefully, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> and, of course, Tilda Swinton in <laughs> Suspiria. <Tilda> Swinton as well. <laughs> Playing a male character. <laughs> I guess that counts, right? I don't know. <laughs> Does it? I don't really understand the rules here, but I don't I really mean, see gender here. But Yeah, you know. <laughs> we don't see gender at homos on Haunted Hill. We do uh, not, so... <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're doing a male <laughs> topic of the week. You know who's super underrated and he's actually a great little scream king? Mm. Uh, Sam Neill. I love Sam Neill. He's great in like everything. Yes, you know? he in really about the is. Madness, possession. Jurassic yeah, Park would kind of count yeah. too. I think it's kind of horror-ish. Yeah. I mean, they're being yeah, chased by bloodthirsty creatures in the rain. Yeah, totally yeah, counts. I count it. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of really I, I never really thought of him as a scream king until we started like coming up with this lesson i was yeah. like yeah he totally is he yeah. has done a lot of horror yeah it's weird john lithgow in raising cane and twilight zone the movie i think are two great oh, yeah. performances of his and blowout he's pretty good in blowout too Blowout, he's um, creepy as hell in blowout yeah, yeah. yeah. well also john yeah. travolta in blowout everyone for, yeah. forgets yeah. he was actually a really good actor back in the day <laughs> before scientology <laughs> came kind of on the topic of what you mentioned with like the, a strong strong dude like showing some emotion george c scott in the change oh yes about that too. yeah i mean tim curry rocky oh Horror, tim curry counts. and everything Duh. i mean well and of yeah. course you know, yeah, he was in it and uh yeah, that's true he, i mean he's done a few horror adjacent things i i guess yeah, the closest yeah. like full-on horror was that uh tales from the crypt thing he did the uh ritual or something in oh, terms yeah, of the yeah. movie but he was also in that episode that's a gr- great one where he played all of the characters it was like this crazy like inbred family and he just played all the characters, and it was amazing. That's right. That's that's all I. That's all I want. You I was know, like, that's, really, that's, just that's, have him play everybody from from now on. Everybody, everyone. Oh, that'd be great. Um, uh, who, uh, Mark Patton in a Nightmare on in a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Of course, no, yeah. He actually the goes there. Final boy. Yeah. Um, um, Stephen Jeffries, yes, Friday Night and Nine Seven Six Evil. I think even more yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, did now that I've definitely. finally seen it. Thank you. Which yeah. also would say Robert England, who who has done. Oh, yes. I mean, come on, Freddy, and of course he's been in tons of other horror mm-hmm. movies as as well. Uh, oh, uh, James McAvoy in Split, I thought was a really good performance. I really liked his per- yeah. performance. Yeah, the movie's yeah, all right, but the... I mean, right. I thought he yeah, was and I'm great. Sure... 
I'm sure it's one of those movies where, you know, you kind of have to put aside some of the real, quote unquote realistic depictions of Oh, know, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. That, but I mean. uh yeah. Uh Billy Zane, Demon Knight. Oh, Billy Zane. That's a great oh, performance. What yeah. a snack. Dennis Christopher in Fade to Black, which is coming to Blu-ray mm, soon. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah. I am excited to finally see that looking halfway decent. So Yeah, I haven't watched it in high definition, so I haven't either. Yeah. It's been a, a long time since I've seen it. Uh Bruce Willis, The Sixth Sense. Oh, That's a good true, true. And yeah. Color of Night, which I hope we get to yeah. talk about one day because it's so campy and Have ridiculous. I seen Color of Night? It, I don't think I've seen Color oh, of Night. Oh, you would know if you'd seen it, trust me. Okay. <laughs> it is fucking crazy. Which also reminds me of Brad Dourif, who's in that and has also yep. been in so many great movies and always gives a thousand percent in everything that he, that he does. I love him to death. Yeah, he's we so talked about great. him in Halloween 2, oh, Zombies Halloween so 2. Good he gave that. actually a really good performance in that. He really did. Um, uh, I mean, Tom Atkins and everything. Oh, um, my daddy, Tom Atkins. Oh. Um, um, uh, Michael Ironside, I love him in everything. Mm-hmm. And he's really good in uh, Visiting Hours, where he plays a crazy guy. And uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Yes, oh, yeah, Fantastic. he's great in that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Donald Pleasance, uh, we have to give a oh, yeah, of course. tip of yeah. the hat to. Um, I, I, w- I would also give a shout out to David Hemmings in Deep Red. I thought he was great in sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, totally. likable and fun. And had uh, great chemistry with our girl Daria, you know. Daria. Um, uh, R.I.P. I'm still not over it. I'm just not. I'm not it's never going um, to happen. I'm so sad. I know, I know. Um, I mean, if you go way back to to like the the Universal Monsters, there's you know, of course, all the classic actors there: Bella Lugosi, Lugosi, and Dwight Fry is actually great as um, Renfield mm-hmm. in that. Actually, I just watched that the other day. And Claude Rains as the Invisible Man, fucking great. Uh, that's oh, actually yeah. become like my favorite of those movies. I used he's just to like... love Claude Rains in the Phantom of the Opera. I used to love that oh, version right, so right. much yeah, yeah. as yeah, a both kid. Of those that are, was yeah. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I think to some degree it was easier to come up with this list than it actually was for the women because there are so many for the women yeah. that like we could have literally gone on all day. And yeah, mm-hmm. we still have a lot for the, the men, but like yeah. I feel like we're starting to like slowly narrow it down. Whereas mm-hmm. the women we literally could have gone on all day. Oh you know? yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's that's a good list of dudes there. I mean there's there's plenty of other ones. I like Elijah Wood and the faculty. Oh. You know, little shout out there. Um, Elijah Wood is kind of uh, like a little scream king. Yeah. Maniac, the, even though it's first person most yeah. of the movie. but yeah. He's great in it. Uh, this this movie has some first person shots. Too, yes. Like kind of, <clears throat> a lot of people are stalked yeah. by an infrared camera in this movie. A lot of that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Grab your night goggles, folks. <laughs> We're going hunting in the woods. Which is a good segue, right? Oh, As yes. we move over to our film here. Blood oh, beat. Anthony Hopkins, duh. Anthony Hopkins, yeah. So, so nobody comes at us. I thought like, you were going to say that because yeah. you said <laughs> yeah. Jody last week, and I was like, well, clearly he's going to say that, so I'm not going to even put it on the I, list. Well, I made a point of last week being like everybody talks about Anthony, and yeah. so I get, but still, I, he is great at <laughs> it. Yeah. Everyone talks about him except Kevin. Uh. Yeah, except for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm too cool to bring up. You're this too elitist, you snob. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even horror. <laughs> it's a psychological uh, thriller, okay? It's a really important film. Uh, it won an Oscar. Whatever. James okay, Caan. Yeah, set the scene. Misery. There we James, go. Y- <laughs> one last one. Yo, yeah. There we go. 
<laughs> and Went a James Caan with no legs. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rutger Howard. Duh. Rutger. The, the hitcher. Duh. Our boy yes. Rutger. Yes. And um, C. Thomas Howell. Uh, uh, C. Thomas He's Howell. Thank you. He's yeah, great. both of them. They're great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're actually done. We're, <laughs> Sorry, we're, I promise we're done. <laughs> oh, wait. No. <laughs> wait, there's more. As always, you know, yeah, feel free to let us know others, but... Yeah. Uh, as always, this is not like it's not supposed to be comprehensive. Okay. Folks. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying some of our favorites. So yeah. I love when people are like, "How could you not bring up this person?" I'm like maybe it's not one of our favorites, well. you know. But you know, on the other hand, we do like to hear from people. So we feel do. free to let us know some of yeah. some of your favorites. Anyway. Yeah, um, just don't get sassy with us. Just don't get sassy don't about it. Sass don't you sass us? We're sassy <laughs> enough for like five gays. We don't. We don't need more sass here. Okay. Okay. This movie. All right. Blood beat. There is blood a beat, beat to this movie, and the beat is blood. There, there is a very yeah. We were talking about the score of this movie is all over the place. Yeah, because it starts out, and you have these o- opening credits, and it's like very typical like eighties kind of synth. They like yeah. yeah, just like that. Just like that. Actually. <laughs> it's actually exactly <laughs> like that. By the way, um, I think it's on YouTube and Shutter. You can actually watch it and find out. That's literally what it is. It's it's like when my dog wants a treat. It's just like <laughs> but then occasionally it has this like bass beat like, boom, yeah. boom, boom, i'm like boom, oh boom, are we going boom, to the disco i like it and apparently and yeah. uh you have very typical slashery opening credits and you're like okay been here before and i enjoyed yep. it maybe yep. th- this will be fun and then immediately uh, we see a guy in the woods going a hunting with a bow and arrow and mm-hmm. he brings mm-hmm. his dead deer that he kills back home and he's loaded it into his truck and his his girlfriend Kathy who likes to wear very brightly colored caftans which i support so uh, Kathy rated the back set of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat right <laughs> it's like a because regional, she's wearing this <laughs> it's a regional production it was she's the bus truck shawl. okay <laughs> And she wears it, like, the whole movie. Maybe not the very end, but, like, the whole movie. Because she's an artist, right? She's an artiste. So we need to know that. And that's why she wears yes. it. Because it immediately says, I am a sixth grade art teacher. And I, I, I like I, it. I support it. I think Kathy it's nice. and her accent in this is out of this world. <laughs> she seems a little stoned. I'm just going to say it. She seems like she's on something for most of the movie. Yeah. And... There's something something very strange going on here. There's, I don't I don't Paul. Yeah, Paul, she's a little uh, <laughs> she's a little wispy and kind of like it's almost like a a sort of a down home Shelley Duvall quality of sorts, kind of mm, dreamy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. wistful. Also kind of a Shelley Long esque. Shelley Long, <laughs> sure, sure. All the Shelleys just seems like a Shelley. <laughs> All the know? Shelleys. <laughs> Shelley Fabres, she's in there too, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. Kathy comes out to to greet her live-in lover Gary and she sees this dead deer in his truck and she like has like a freak out like she's she's just like oh oh I can't watch it I have a headache oh no and he's like you've seen dead deer before Kathy like what's going on so <laughs> Kathy I hunt like I every weekend yeah don't know why she picked this exact moment to have the flip out it's never really explained right Right. And, According uh, to the trivia, they got this deer at like a local market. They didn't actually kill it. Thank well, God. Well, that's good. Um, that's always <laughs> that's nice good. to hear because I don't think a deer deserved to die for this film. But I, not for this movie, anyway. This movie. You know, uh, come on, come on. 
No, but no. you know what? This does feel like something A24 would totally put out. I like, can see it. Today, I can totally know, see with it. Some, maybe some adjustments here and there. But a few it's, slight it's, ones, and it would be yeah, easily uh, A24 material. Mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm. When are they going to remake this movie? That would be a great idea. I might be into it. Remake the blood because beef. I like. If you kind of just take away all the bizarre shit that we're going to get into, it's kind of just this family drama. Yeah. And I'm really into that, you know, about this guy. He brings his girlfriend home and like everything just goes to hell as a result. And it brings up a lot of this shit with like what happened to their father Mm -hmm. and some drama with the stepmom and drama with the stepfather and um, their mom and, you know, how she's going to leave him. It seems like at some point there's just everybody has their own little like beat in this. And that's why. I was fascinated with it. Like I was just not what I was expecting. And uh, I, I enjoyed it more than not. So yeah. Would you say they had a blood beat? Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, no, I w- uh, no, I would not. Uh, 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 but <laughs> <laughs> also, I like how this movie spelled like two different ways, depending on what yeah. you look at. It's like blood beat, all one word or blood beat beat. <laughs> I don't know which, which one is better. I don't know I don't which know. one's correct, but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's Christmas and uh, Christmas, because yep. they have some mm-hmm. Christmas lights strung up. That's pretty much the only way you can Christmas really is where like all the family stuff comes to the it forefront, is. right? Thanksgiving really and is. Christmas. Um, yeah. Just like when we were talking about uh, Blood Rage and mm-hmm. um, Home for the Holidays, you yeah. know? Shit this shit just goes down and boy does it in this movie. Well, because the yeah. next scene is Kathy and Gary just having a cup of coffee and stuff and mm-hmm. and she's like yeah. yeah the kids are coming in and he starts to talk about how they should probably get married and she's like I don't want to get married again and you just need to get off of it you know what this is not going to happen you know and so you're like what's going right. on with them so it it does kind of start off this little curious thing where you're like I wonder what like what's the deal like why does doesn't she want to get married because the kids seem to treat him like he's their father so he must have been in their life for quite a long time yeah he seems a little verbally abusive later on oh um, yeah makes some comments uh so maybe she just has had it and uh she has her art you know she, she doesn't need art. no man she, she doesn't need she, anybody but her art and her <laughs> caftans that's all she needs she she has these like rorschach drawing <laughs> artwork right <laughs> pieces that she does and they're like what <laughs> Uh, She's an artist, okay, Kevin. Don't you try to critique okay. her art? Okay, it goes, but also a medium, critique. and yeah. yeah, okay. This is when it gets weird. So, yeah, it's like Kathy has this gift, but I don't really know what it's for because yeah. it's like she's she's sort of psychic or has ESP, but also can produce these weird globes of light from her hands. I don't know what her actual skill is, but it's something of the supernatural variant. Yeah, she's on she's on the spectrum, yes, right? the supernatural, the supernatural spectrum. spectrum. If you will. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we're not going to label her. We won't label, we'll her, label her, but she's she's <laughs> maybe she's a witch, but she we're not going to label her. You know? I don't know. We should have done this during Witch Month. Damn it. Um, we should have. Yeah. And and so her her kids come home, and her kids are Ted and Dolly, and Ted has brought home his girlfriend named Sarah, and the minute. Kathy meets Sarah. They have this weird, intense <laughs> stare down, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's almost kind of sexual. Like, yeah, are they fuck? like it, I'm like, yeah, that's the movie I want to see. The the guy brings home his girlfriend and then fucks oh my the mom. God. That's what it's I want like, to see. Did they meet at the lesbian bar? And they're like, "Uh oh, uh, I remember you." 
I'm not aware of any lesbianism in my lineage. That's kind of where I thought I it was you. going. It did not go that way, but okay. it did take some turns. A24, <laughs> when you remake this, make it with lesbians, please. It's actually, that's actually a great I would be really point, into I that. Because you never see that. Well, because then the uh, whole film could be about the mom's repressed lesbianism. And yeah. that's what the yeah. samurai that we'll talk about soon really represents. Oh, because this fucking samurai. <laughs> it clearly already represents repressed sexuality in some ways. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah, logical absolutely. next step to bring it into the 21st century, I think. Add some lesbian I, on, yeah. into it. I mean, it's all I want. No? I mean, come on. We could have some on. samurai scissoring. <gasps> Ooh, oh. fun. <laughs> Fun for the Ooh. whole family. <laughs> now available on iTunes. Oh, samurai seasoning. Seizing. 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 Have some samurai scissoring with your samurai seasonings. Tis the season. Uh, for samurai scissoring. Oh, for the holidays, you can't beat samurai scissoring. Oh. oh, what fun. Oh, I really want this to, well, be, to be a thing. And so after this intense stare down... Yeah. It just immediately Kathy's like, I feel like there's something wrong with her. And I just kind of knew that she was going to come, even though you never told me, Ted. And he's like, that is kind of yeah. weird that you just knew sh- that she was going to be here. Yeah, but the the son apparently is aware of, that she has these psychic visions yeah. because later on she's like, oh, you know, I'm never wrong about this. So it's like he's grown up with this his entire life. Yeah. So he's like, OK, mom, whatever, you know. Exactly. But, it's uh, just it's strange. And then they yeah. go into... Ted's bedroom, I guess, and uh, yeah. uh, Sarah and Ted, and they start to like make out, and S- Sarah's like, "No, we need to stop because I feel like your mom is like in here, like she's like in my head and stuff," which is weird. Which she is, like to be fair, she yeah, is. I yeah, I mean, a, Sarah's not wrong. A, I mean, and <laughs> right, right. And yeah. Ted's just like, "It's okay, she does that to everyone," and she's like, "No, let's uh, stop, please. This is really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> this is a little weird." And, uh, <laughs> then they go ride some horses, right? There's some like there's some the, horseback riding and some horses, hunting. Riding. And yeah. while they're hunting, which Sarah's not into, she's disturbed by it and she runs away. And when she runs away, she trips and falls over a guy who's been like slashed to death, mm-hmm. which is never really explained how he got that way. And so they're they're like, "Oh, it must have been a hunting accident." So they call the cops and stuff. And they come in and take him away. Yeah, you know, that's true because the reveal at the end when we find out, you know, what's going on yeah. doesn't really add up with this. No. Um, like, why did they even need that, you know? There's some nice, like, a little bit of tension there, at least, like, in that, like, running through the woods scene and when she finds him. And the score is kind of thumpy and interesting. There's a scene like this later on that we'll get to, too, mm-hmm. at the, the campsite that, like, why? What the like, fuck is that it scene just totally, about? It, it just totally distracts. It's like... It feels like a reshoot. Someone, like, we need an extra yeah, death scene. So we're just going to put these random guys It's like guys someone there. watched the movie and was like, you know, you made this kind of art house film and we need it to be more of a horror film. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll add a couple, like, scenes here to make up for exactly. that. Um, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's, no, it's no. bizarre. And uh, It's bizarre. So they go back home and uh, and Sarah's acting kind, kind of weird because that seems like that's the only thing she can do. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it should be noted too. Every time they're in the house, you get this like bizarre classical music just starts playing, yeah. and it's like only when they're inside the house. And it's <laughs> really mixed, like super loud, so you can never really hear what people yeah. are saying. 
that becomes yeah. a really fun game because you're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. sure what they're saying is interesting. It, it would be great if I could hear it. I think I read that this director did like almost everything himself, even yeah. like some of the stunts and stuff. Um, oh, Fabrice Andre Zafiratos, something like that. But yeah, he did he did the scoring, I guess, and like everything himself. So good for him. Yay. But uh, you know, sometimes it's good to ask for a little bit of help. You know, they're back home and. It's like, I think their uncle or something is killed in the meantime by, I guess, like astral projection. I'm not sure how Maybe that's how the dude earlier got killed, too. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe there's uh, some astral projecting going on here. And, of course, while that's happening, she's having this giant orgasm in bed, right? That's Yeah, because she's not really feeling great. And so she goes up to the room and just starts, like, fingering herself, like, violently. I mean, she's, like, rocking on the bed like she's possessed. Uh, Because she's discovered in this chest in the room this samurai outfit and sword. And she's, like, playing with it and stuff. And she, like, eventually passes out. And they come in and they're like, what's wrong? And she's like, I found this costume in this chest. And... They're like, we don't have a chest in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, I mean, eventually, like, it, it is proven to be real, so I don't know what that's about. I mean, it had to have been there at some point. I don't understand. Yes, somehow this, yeah, this this chest got in their house, yeah. and uh, somehow it connects, We as we find out, to World War II later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't really know much beyond that. We'll get, I guess yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the kills in this are kind of non-existent. Like, uh, weird. you kind of see the aftermath of it. Like yeah. when, when the, when the uncle, you don't want to see the uncle get killed. No. You just see him like suddenly just laying there with a slit throat. Right. And later on when, okay, well then we get later on to the, um, the neighbors. Right. Get killed, yeah. Pretty much which... <laughs> pretty soon after this, they, there's another yeah, yeah. kind of astral projection murder spree where, yeah the samurai terrorizes this couple who <laughs> just like they're kind of a hoot it's like the worst couple ever like they just don't really seem to like each other and but they have a great dog a, a the dog is so fucking Chuki. cute the dog is adorable Chuki, i believe his name yes is so so awesome and they don't and the hurt the dog survives, I assume, I, yes so. i'm so yeah, i'm so yeah. glad they, they did not kill the damn dog and this couple is just like this old kind of bickering couple and and like she brings these like snacks to to the bedroom, and he's like, "What about my orange juice, woman?" And she's like, "Oh, I gotta go do everything yeah. for you, you asshole." Yeah, and, they're, they're and, like a Fred and Ethel Mertz yeah. kind of you know set up here. <laughs> so true. And so she goes to the to the kitchen to make this orange juice, and yes, I said make it because it's like fucking tang. It's not even real orange juice. It's like a mix that she's trying to <laughs> mix together. Oh, tang. Remember tang? Remember tang? Mm, only the good astronauts mm. drink that. And uh, mm. and she mixes this drink, and then she starts to feel like there's someone in the room, and she turns around, and it's the samurai! And she doesn't scream. Mm. She just kind of goes, ah! And gets stabbed yeah. in the stomach in her blue house coat even that one it's like you see the her, him pulling the sword yeah. out of her but you don't actually see the sword going no. in so it's just f- interesting artistic choices it's very here. very strange and then you know the samurai comes into the bedroom and chases the guy out and he just makes a run for it and jumps out of the window <laughs> yeah and this is all like through the killer's perspective yeah um, it's a lot, a lot of times very anyway. kind of it's like evil deadish you know it's kind of like yeah like yeah that. that's true yeah yeah and he yeah. runs into a barn and then he finds a car and the car has the keys in it I, was that a thing 
Because I've seen this a lot where people in like the yeah. s- the 70s and 80s are in a car, they open the glove compartment and just g- get get the keys. So they've they have get the keys. left yeah. their damn car unlocked this entire time. So anyone can just yeah. walk in, open the glove yeah. compartment and take the keys and steal the car. I'm like this is not practical. It what is wrong with questions. y'all? Yeah. Did y'all have uh, pockets how... back then? What's going on? Right. People in Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't is this a Wisconsin thing? Maybe because they're on, they're at like a farm and they're just like, who's going to steal our creepy van? You know, I don't know. Right. Who knows? The Jeepers Creepers mobile exactly. that you have. Exactly. Yeah. Inside. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? And then uh, he's on the run. Eventually, he actually makes it to the, the home of the main characters. And he like knocks on the door. And when they go to answer it, Gary and Ted... They dis- discover his corpse because he's been shot with a bow and arrow by the samurai. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, yeah. what is this? And then all of a sudden shit just starts like flying off the shelves and like lights start to flicker and it's like poltergeist okay, that, that, activity. That kitchen scene is kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like where all these utensils are just like flying at his head and the yeah. soda cans just like, just like watch out for the Pepsi. I, I kind of I kind of lost it there. It was delicious. And the sound effects are really what make it too because oh, they're yeah. like these Star Wars blaster yeah, sound effects. Yeah, there's definitely like some poltergeist action going on here, and yeah. uh, nobody has any fucking idea what the hell's going no. on except for the mom. Yeah, who, who seems to be. He seems to know what's going on, but she never really lets us know as the audience. Kind of in her zone now because she stands up and she's like, like shaking her jazz hands and conjuring these weird like balls of light. Is this like the prequel to Poltergeist? This Tangena's like story is this how she got to be where she is? I don't know. Well, I I I have always thought we needed a prequel to Poltergeist about Tangena. That would be delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, I call uh, her Tangina. But. Tangina? <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a disease of the vagina. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Tan Mom's vagina? I don't know. Tan, Tanginia. Is she anyway. still a thing? Tan Mom? I don't know. I don't know. She I should know. be in this movie. I, I think for the <laughs> for the remake, she's gonna play Kathy. I think we have a star. Oh, the A24 remake. It's all coming together now. We have a big name star. Remember Tan Mom? She's back. (laughs) Uh, Ted and Dolly run up to save Sarah because they're like, oh, well, I wonder if this is happening up there. But they're blocked by this this like wall of blue optical light and they can't go in. There's all this like strobe light effects in this. It's. It reminds me of Hausu. There's yeah. just a lot of like bright and uh, flashing lights all mm-hmm. the time, and it gives us like kind of like comic book almost feel yeah. to it. It's 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 an interesting choice, given that you know obviously CGI wasn't really a thing, uh-huh. so they were able they tried something, and um, it's fascinating. And I like sort of the mix of that with all the Christmas lights and everything, and uh, yeah, it's a it's 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 something. It's yeah. definitely something you don't forget. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I guess Kat, Kathy finds some way to sort of make the spirit go away. I don't know. And they're all they're all right for a bit, and yeah. then Ted goes in to Sarah's room, and they end up having sex. And while they're having sex, we get the scene that we were talking about where the random guys in the woods are killed by the astral projection. And it's like intercut with her climaxing. So it's like, is there some sexual component to this? Like she's 
finding her own sexuality and it's leading to murder. I don't know. Like, what are you trying to I say? Don't I don't understand. <laughs> what is this? Also good for her for having like 10 orgasms in this movie. She's just like constantly like. I'm like, I wish I could jealous. have that many. Shit. Right. Good for her. God. For her. She just knows what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it definitely feels like there's something there with the. He's trying to make some sort of statement with that, but I'm just not sure how it really ties into the whole samurai thing because okay as we're about to find out soon here with these bizarre flashbacks to like hiroshima and nagasaki that this samurai was somehow involved in world war ii and had some sort of connection apparently to kathy or kathy is just like really empathetic and like is reading this but at one point he refers to her as sister yeah and i'm like what the fuck and there's maybe an implication that like she had maybe her dad was like uh someone who dropped bombs on the the country maybe. or something and now she's paying for that there's so many options and i i just they give you nothing they like, really get, don't other than these flashes like i don't know anything about why this samurai um it's sort yeah. of clever like i like the idea of the kids paying for the the sins of their parents i think that's interesting yeah yeah, but they don't really they don't explore it the way they probably should, and it just sort of falls flat. And it's like, yeah. well, interesting concept for about point five seconds, but you didn't really go anywhere with it, you know? No, I guess my head canon is that maybe her dad like was one of the American soldiers who dropped the bombs, and then somehow got possession of which maybe killed one of the samurais or something, and somehow he got possession of mm. this box that had all the samurai stuff in it, oh. brought him with it, brought it with it to, to America, and I don't know, it's been in this house forever or something, I don't know. And uh, now, sh- I don't know, they found it and released it, and now they're paying for the, yeah. That's that's what I'm going to go with, maybe. We need an origin <laughs> story for this movie. Yeah, yeah, World War II. <laughs> there needs to be a bloodbeat universe. That's what it needs. Oh god, just just like the blood it can cross over with the blood rage universe. <laughs> Everyone's got a the blood complex. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, it's okay, yeah, but uh, the, the 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 guys in the woods <laughs> they're playing music and this one this one guy goes, "Your music's making me want to pee." <laughs> and then he just leaves and goes <laughs> and gets killed. <laughs> Perfect delivery. Perfect. <laughs> just like that's the best line of all time. Uh. So maybe that's why they included this scene, because yeah. if you didn't have that, you wouldn't get that you line. You wouldn't get that so. beautiful line, so I support the inclusion of this. And then it's uh, like the next day, Gary like puts the corpse of the guy in his truck, and he's going to go, I guess, deliver it into town to like the morgue, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, his car yeah. won't start. So he decides to take his horse, but he leaves the corpse behind <laughs> in the bed of his truck. So I don't know where he's going. And then Ted takes a gun and just goes out into the woods and just sits there and cries. I don't know what his plan is. Like, what are these people doing? And Sarah has decided to play a little cosplay and puts on the samurai outfit and paints her face all kabuki-ish. Kabuki. And, uh, and starts to go after Kathy and yeah. and then there's like a big showdown in the kitchen and at some point Dolly runs into the woods to get Ted and encounters mm-hmm. the spirit and yeah. um oh shit no this all happened before this is a confusing film y'all i'm sorry 
because yeah. at some point Ted, Dolly, and Gary are in the woods and they mm-hmm. trap the killer and they get an axe and they stab him. But then when they stab him, it's just air and the co- costume just like falls to the ground. And it's like there was never anyone in the costume. And they're like, what? You got more detailed with this than I, I know, expected. Yeah, I know. I know. I, it's I weird. Remember, it's yeah, really yeah. weird. And so they, yeah. uh, that's right. They bring the costume home and that's when Sarah yeah. decides to put it on yeah. and there's a big that's showdown right. and, and she kills Ka- Kathy. Scored to 0 4 2 now, yeah, right? It's the this most over dramatic <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. It's like it the trailer for ridiculous. a Christopher Nolan film. It's just like, oh la la la. I'm like, does this really right. need that? Is it that it's important? It, not for this kind of movie. And that's when we get the flashbacks with stock yeah, the World War footage II. of World War II. And it's like... N- never explained. Never. But you get it. Yeah. Never. And uh, and so Sarah kills... Or Sarah Kabuki Man. I don't know. I don't know who's yeah. who now. And then Gary tries to stop the person. And he's stabbed mm-hmm. too. And he dies. And so now it's just Ted and Dolly and they have to they have to link hands and channel their own psychic energy to stop the killer and make them yeah, just man. explode into the ether. I don't know, but it works. It all comes together for yeah, the Ted and Dolly and, and good for them. Kathy's yeah, in this very painting like, explodes and yeah. I don't like the house like all the windows in the house like start to glow and it's very odd but kind of cool yeah (laughs) i think you're right there is something there with like paying for the sins of the parents because the sin the parents are the ones who end up getting killed in the end too yeah and then uh, the kids who are the least interesting characters but whatever they survive dolly's character beat is that she like (laughs) dropped out of school or something Something right like that and she wears a lot of leg warmers she does. It's yeah. weird that this but takes the, takes yeah. this takes place in December in Wisconsin, and she walks outside mm-hmm. into the woods with like a t-shirt on, some short shorts, and some leg warmers. I'm like, is that going to keep you protected? Yeah, yeah I don't. think I so. I worry about you. I in don't think so. Cold and flu season, Dolly. I don't like. Yeah, that. come on, Dolly. Come on, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> this is Wisconsin, <laughs> Dolly. It's yeah. weird because then like. When they find Kathy, it's like her face, it looks like someone blew a um, a fire extinguisher on her face. Like, there's, like, all these, it's like this, like, white, crusty crap. And I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. why does she look like that, but Gary doesn't? I don't, yeah. Like, did they take all of the psychic power out of her, and that's why she looks like that, and then it, like, went to her kids? What's Maybe. that about? It just, Yeah. The I whole last scene is just, yeah, I need some, like, a how-to guide. I need Cliff's Notes, please. Yeah, um, this would be great for that. It's shot all, like, kind of a like a Power Rangers episode almost yes. with, like, yeah, Super Sentai Japanese. Maybe maybe that was intentional, actually, actually come to think of it. Now, knowing that the Samurai Warrior in this, mm. because this, this these effects do remind me a lot of um, Haosu, which for yeah. anyone who doesn't know is a Japanese um, horror film from the late 70s. So maybe that's kind of what he was trying to tap into maybe. a little bit with some of these effects. Um, it's possible. Layers. Yes. Yeah, just a little, like, background info, info would have been helpful at the end yeah. here. Uh, because then, like, after they defeat the samurai monster thing, they just walk outside and Ted puts the beautiful caftan of their mom 
on Dolly and they just walk off. Where are they going? I don't know, but they're no going to they're together. And that's what Christmas yeah. is all about. <laughs> <laughs> just don't bring your significant other home because shit's going to go down. I'm going to start some crazy World War II drama and it's just it's not going to be good. And it's interesting that the suit like chose her specifically, yeah. like to appear to apparently, and yeah. it's like kind of Hellraiser with the the box, right. and you open it, and this movie does kind of a little bit of like a Hellraiser oh. vibe in that way with the dysfunctional family. Except and the, the box yeah. is her vagina. <laughs> the little the literal box in this, this case, yeah. Sarah's box. You don't want to go in there. That's what don't it should be that. called. Sarah's box. Yeah, that's what yeah, the Sarah's box. remake will be called. Yeah, she. It's like she. It's it's like a couple different movies because she's like working through some repressed sexuality yeah. shit because she does eventually have sex with her boy. Does she? Ted. Yeah. Uh, and boy, does she. And uh, the mom is working through like some stuff with her ex husband and maybe with her you know family and lineage I in Japan. Think I don't know. Gary might be a little bit. He he might be a l- little bit gay, and here is why: because there's a scene. Yeah. Right after they have their big fight where he's like, you don't pay me enough attention and I, I'm just going to leave and you love your art more than me. And I noticed that he has a red hanky in his back pocket. And I thought, ah. isn't that code for something on the gay scene back in, in the day? The gay agenda. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so maybe yeah. he's going to leave and go out because at some point he does leave. And like they're like, where did he go? And they're like, I don't know. Maybe he's at yeah. the grocery store. And I'm like, he's probably cruising like an adult bookshop with his red hanky like hey i'm into whatever what does the red stand for i don't know because there's all those colors i don't think they even use that anymore do they or i uh, yeah I maybe don't somewhere right. i don't uh, know some somewhere in your big sin uh, cities i don't know he also has that weird bit of dialogue where he's like what do you think i am anyway some kind of piece of plastic that you can just push <laughs> around and then dispose of when you're finished i'm like who does that with plastic do you just push it around and then gary I don't, I don't do you ever feel like a plastic bag you know just yeah. Drifting through yeah. the wind, wanting to start again. Oh. I don't know. It's it's the most beautiful thing in the world, <laughs> the plastic bag. There's so much beauty in the world. So much beauty in the world. I'm like, I think you're just, just high, just Ricky Fitz. I don't think that... <laughs> Because, like, that's a thought you would have when you're high. Like, man, look at that street lamp. It's so orange. It's like a pumpkin. And pumpkins are part of the earth, which means the color Mm. orange is a part of earth. Can I videotape you just, just, just existing? That's that's all I want. I just want you to just sit there and do nothing. This is not sex lies and videotape. I just want you to sit there and do nothing. Oh, American oh, Beauty. That movie. It's it's lovely. A, yeah, yeah. It's no Bloodbeat, but it's Bloodbeat. It's no Bloodbeat. <laughs> God, our segues. Um, the American Beauty of its day, I would say. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I would say something. Yeah. It's the it's, Schindler's List of its time. <laughs> a beautiful art film, a work of yeah. It's Japanese expressionism. I and, yeah. don't know what to think of this movie, except that I enjoy that it takes some risks. It's mostly the the pacing yeah. of it, I think, because um, the runtime's pretty good. It's less than yeah. 90 minutes, which is good uh, for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some moments that drag, some scenes that we don't really need, like the camper stuff. But I think the core family dynamic stuff is interesting and engaging. Um, I feel like Roger Ebert now. <laughs> well, the... the, the, the... <laughs> 
we're going into our Cisco and Ebert <laughs> section of the the, the episode. It's my right? dog of the week. Well, I yeah. thought that, yeah. Well, I didn't like that the kids were in danger, but I did like that the the mother's plight to you know come to terms with her past was was interesting. She's a strong actress. I like her. I think she's going to go a long way, and uh, I think she'll be remembered this time around Oscar season. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's one of those. It's going to be really yeah. fantastic. But you know, it was just yeah. too gory for me. I think if they just dropped all the slasher stuff, I mean, it's disgusting. Why do these people hate women so women. much, especially women. elderly women? This woman is just making or orange juice tang for her husband and she has to come in and be brutally murdered in her house coat i mean disgusting sick people if you hated the friday the 13th and all those sequels (laughs) about the kids just getting killed you're really gonna hate this This movie this is just more slasher trash these people hate women they hate samurais they hate world war ii (laughs) and i think it's a very dangerous irresponsible film thank you thank you (laughs) Thank you, Cisco. Thank you. <laughs> it definitely, this movie definitely stands out. You know, it doesn't feel, it, it definitely has influences of, you know, some of the early slashers, but it definitely feels like it's doing its own thing as well. And that's fascinating. Boy, is it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like it? rules. What rules? Throw those out the window. Yeah. Plus it's a Christmas movie. So you gotta, it that's why we did it, right? It's, yeah. it's a nice seasonal film. You People are just... always looking for more Christmas horror. So here's one for you. The yeah. reason for the season. Blood bait. Yeah. Emperor, Emperor, hero, hero. What if someone actually brought this out for like family movie night on Christmas Eve? Like, <laughs> I'd do it. Why not? I look. I would be curious to see what everyone would have to say. So, how about listeners give this one a shot on Christmas Eve with your families if you're, if you're going to be around? You know, just in. See what happens. And then take some time to talk about the atrocities that happened during World War II. Yeah. And the bombs dropping. That's right. And I think that's what this movie is trying to do, mm-hmm. just to raise awareness and yeah. talk about these important things that happened in history. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. This movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think we've said all we need to say about the wonderful blood. Yes. Um, it's a film that needs to be interpreted by each individual that sees it. And mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. watch this... We would love to hear your interpretation. What do you think of this? Let us know. Yeah. Because I think this it, film sparks discussion. There is a high-definition transfer out there mm-hmm. on Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome. Syndrome, right? Yes. Someone told me it's on Shudder. I, mm-hmm. I assume it's probably in high definition there I hope as so, well yeah. then. Um, I hope. Amazon, I think, has the standard definition, which is weird. Which is but, so weird. Um, I hate when they do, do that, like when there is clearly yeah. a high-def master out there, and yet they have like a... VHS copy like Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 that was released yeah. on DVD by MGM and the tran- transfer for a DVD looked pretty okay but for some reason uh-huh. they only put up the VHS rips and it bothers me I'm like you could at least just use the damn MGM transfer come on do we have a couple overlooked gems mm-hmm. for this week yeah well mine right. is uh, Night of the Comet which you know is that's a great film. Kind of a Christmas movie. It takes, it takes place during that time. It is. And yeah, it's it is. about two sisters that are kind of like valley girls. And uh, there's this big comet that everybody wants to watch one night. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they don't go outside and watch it. And when they wake up the next day, everybody's dead and turned to a pile of dust. And they're like, oh, shit. So now they're al- alone, or so they think. 
or so they at think. the end of the world. Oh yeah, there's like these around, like right? weird infected zombie people that like weren't quite turned to dust, but instead have turned yeah. into these zombies, and they're out to get them. And there's like some looters and crazy scientists that want to use them for experiments and stuff. And but it's just it's really fun. There's a lot of heart. There's a, a lot of good laughs, and it's uh, it's just a great time. I really love it, Catherine. Mary Stewart, Kelly Maroney, they're great. They have a fantastic chemistry. Uh, Mary Warnov is in the movie, who's wonderful in everything. So uh, it's just, it's a good old time. Good one, good one. Uh, well, because we talked about Home for the Holidays last week, I forgot to mention that that film was directed by John Llewellyn Moxie, who, before he did that movie, did a little movie called um, City of the Dead slash Horror Hotel mm-hmm. from 1960. And it's quite good. I'm going to recommend it today. I'm not just bringing it up to bring it up. <laughs> you got a young college student arrives in this sleepy Massachusetts town to research witchcraft. So, so right away, there's some witchcraft vibes here. There's some good, like, town with the secret vibes. We love all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's staying at this creepy inn, and she just she discovers a secret about the town. Because, again, it's a town with a secret. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It's got some great, like, um, there's a vengeful witch. There's a satanic cult. There's a spooky town with a secret. There's this, like, funky, idiosyncratic score, which I always love. Uh, Christopher Lee's in it, and he has this, like, bizarre American accent, which is just weird. Uh, (laughs) But it's really moody and atmospheric, and you you can definitely see how, like, that led into um, Home for the Holidays. I just really enjoy the heck out of it. Uh, It's in black and white. Sorry, folks. But uh, Oh, man, I'm out. I don't watch black and white movies. And it has, like, kind of a ballsy twist about halfway through for like a film from 1960 uh it reminds me of a certain other film from 1960 that oh spoiled but, well um, I, mean, but yeah, I think you a... just kind of did there it's pretty obvious <laughs> i think i kind of did sorry <laughs> sorry um well maybe not there's, there's a lot of movies came out in 1960 but i yeah, uh, um but yeah check it out those are our overlooked gems for the week yeah, uh, i hope you enjoy those we hope you enjoyed, and we hope you enjoyed Bloodbeat, or at least didn't hate it too much, yeah. because we try to expose you to some high art like yeah, this, right, so, every once in a while. Like, forgive us for trying to raise your palate a bit, okay? <laughs> right, right. You know, we love McDonald's, too, but sometimes you need a little escargot. I know. Apparently. I know. I've never had it. I don't think it's, I know it sounds disgusting. I know you just want to go watch... It sounds gross. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you just wouldn't want to go watch, like, Urban Legend Final Cut for the 50th Who time. Who doesn't? Like, you know, Open up your yeah. yeah. Open up your your box here. Yeah. Your, uh, Open samurai up box in the... Sarah Samurai's box and <laughs> let let the sun shine in if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then we might try to squeeze some of these in. If you en- enjoy it, if you say please never do this again, then we might listen. I don't know. You never know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, also you know some quick. Shout outs to some of our new Patreon subscribers. Uh, yes. If you didn't didn't know, folks, we have a Patreon account now. It is at patreon.com slash homos on Haunted Hill. And uh, we had several people get in on the action the first week here, which is awesome. Uh, a couple of these people have been following us since day one, which was way back in May or whatever it was. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, first one goes out to Brian Kellogg. Thanks, Brian. You are awesome. Um, Brian is a huge horror fan. He's got a great collection of uh, horror attire. If you're not following him on Instagram, he should. He also has a video um, web uh, series called 
Brigay the 13th, where they do video reviews of movies uh, with his friend Katie. And also Cody Landman, right? He's been uh, a big supporter of us from day one, mm-hmm. um, following us on Twitter and Facebook and like shares all of our stuff and gives us, uh, you know, some good feedback and everything. A big horror fan as well, of course. Uh, so thanks a lot, Cody. Yeah, we'll stick with those two for today, but next time we'll, you know, highlight a couple of other people as well. We're grateful for the people that have followed us on there. So thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, we got uh, at least two more films in our main series this month. We might have a third one. We're trying to figure out what we want to do for the last um, Tuesday of the month, but we'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next week's film is uh, pretty crazy too. Uh, That's it, I guess. (laughs) Oh, you can follow us. Oh yeah. 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 You know where where we are at this point, right? Yeah, I would hope so. We're on... Facebook, you know, uh, HOHH podcast, Twitter, also that, yeah. Instagram, Homeless and Haunted Hill, yeah. Letterboxd, uh, but, we are not on fucking Parlor, and we will never be ew, on fucking no, Parlor. gross, so, Josie uh, Grozy, no, uh-uh. <laughs> ew, David, no, ew. ew, ew. Uh, but everywhere else, we're maybe there. Um, <laughs> maybe there? <laughs> maybe I'm slightly there. here I mean, right a, now. I don't know where I, I mean, am. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on LinkedIn or anything, but, you know, we're... We're all over, I guess. I'm feeling transcendental. Um, Am I here? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, Merry Holidays Month, and uh, yeah. we'll see you for next week. Yeah. Go masturbate to a samurai. Yeah, enjoy. Be a good American. <laughs> <laughs>